and the pain is under so I'd get over welcome to that four feminist well I'll be taking you into the world of feminism what it feels like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfa. Hi, my name is Niniela and you're listening to a 4FM. Stay tuned. Good day, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast this weekend, the 10th of October, 2020. Yes. It's a great day to be alive. It is a wonderful time in our world. I hope you're keeping yourself safe and going around with your face mask. Um, I have to go around with my face mask all the time. And of course, wash my hand as often as I can. Especially when you're outdoors. You know, sometimes we cannot help but being outside. We just need to adhere to the rules, the health, the public health rules and keep to it so that we don't contact the virus. Yes, the COVID-19 virus. Anyway, having said that, um, I think congratulations should be on the way. Yes, we've done it again. Women all over the world should be proud of themselves at this point in time because it's going to be the very first time the world health organization will have its first female director general so um the first female boss ever you know the wto has ever had and um the two females vying for the position is no other person than Ngozi Okonjo-Iwala, I'm talking about Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iwala, our very own, all the way from Nigeria. Um, Ngozi Okonjo-Iwala was a former Minister of Finance, um, two times Minister of Finance Nigeria, and she was actually the first woman to actually hold that position. She's a development economist, and she's famous for being called Okonjo Wahala. And that's because she, during the time she was in office, she pretty much made it difficult for people to um, fill up their pockets as they would have loved her to have done. Uh, so most Nigerians started calling her Wahala. So, but then she, Prior to that, she worked um, at the World Bank and was managing director um, of the World Bank. Of course, had all her um, 
educational um, experience at the United States um, of America. She went to MIT, also studied at Harvard. That was where she had a PhD. Uh, she had a PhD in MIT. She had she has a PhD in economics and development, and then of course went um, ahead to join the boards of so many organizations thereafter. Well, in summary, she's a woman of many parts. We see her here and there. She's married, has children, but she really doesn't talk so much about. Um, her family because it's just about her and the work she does um, through the knowledge that she already has. So looking at the other candidate who is vying for the same position as my sister from another mother, Ngozi Okonjo Iwala, is vying for. Yes, she's my sister from another mother. She's from Ogwashuku and I am from Iseluku um, in Delta State and we are like north and south. So I'm in the north um, while she's in the south. So you can see similar Iseluku, Ogwashuku. So she's from Ogwashuku and she, although she didn't grow up there, like many of us, we, we didn't grow up in the town. Most of us most of us had parents who moved to the cities, you know, for greener pastures. Um, her father, though, was a lecturer in Ibadan, professor. So I, she, she grew up in Ibadan. Uh, and just before she moved to the United States of America for higher studies, so that's pretty much but she spent most of her life i'd say in the united states um so she has dual citizenship she's a citizen of the united states of america and as well as a citizen of nigeria all right so i've spoken so much about ngozi okonjo iwala so let's let me talk a little bit about you young e <laughs> you know this um our friends you know, from um, Korea, their names, especially those in South, in Asia, most especially like China, Korea, North Korea and South Korea and both of you, their names are pretty, very <coughs> difficult to pronounce. Uh, they usually sound, the names usually sound like sounds as opposed to a name. So it's like you're, you have to pronounce a sound, you know, like when you have to pronounce the phonetic sound of, an alf- of the alphabet, more like it. So <laughs> that's why it's pretty hard. So, but her name is um, Yo Myung E. Yo Myung E uh, is South Korean trade minister. So I'm just going to run you through some of the things you need to know about her. She's actually called, nicknamed, the devil's advocate. Uh, it's interesting to know that, but I want to believe she's a pretty, she's a she's a tough cookie for her to be named that as well. She's also a lawyer by profession and also studied at the university, at the U.S. University, um, the the Juris Doctor Vanderbilt University Law School. Uh, she she studied there. She's 
she is the first she was the first woman to be minister of trade in south korea after 70 years she has experience with u.s and china trade but she has no international organization experience so that puts dr ngozi okonjo iwala at a better hedge than she has i think for the singular reason that she has no international organization experience and dr ngozi okonjo iwala has it and then of course she young mong yi um is south korean she doesn't have dual citizenship and i know there was a time there was the argument that whoever holds the position of of the world trade organization should you know have um multiple citizenships and it's it's kind of a plus uh for such an individual and um Unfortunately for Young Myung Yi, uh, she's South Korean and doesn't have any other citizenship. Um, if, in comparison to Dr. Ngozi Okonjo Iwala, who is both Nigerian and of course an American. Anyway, having said that, I just want to say congratulations to both of them. It's not an easy thing to achieve. It's not an easy feat to achieve because they've been on this for months, several months, and coming out top two out of eight powerful candidates. Mm. Oh my God. I think that it deserves a round of applause. Let me clap from here. <laughs> yes, it does. And um, yeah, so this week, this weekend on the podcast, I uh, will talk to you about kindness. Um, I'm going to talk to you about kindness. It's not the usual, you know, things that you are used to you know about kindness or be kind to your neighbor or love your neighbor like yourself kind of thing no this is different i'm going to be addressing the issue of kindness from the lens of the ensars movement currently being championed in nigeria the young people in nigeria are championing that movement ensars and for those of you who don't know about what SARS is, it's not your virus. The usual virus <laughs> that's called SARS. You're talking about um, a situation here where you have the police unit, a police unit that is responsible to protect the citizenry from armed robbers, from kidnappers, now inflicting the pain on innocent citizens. So I'm going to tell you of that in a bit and I'll break it all down because there's been a lot of protests happening in the last two days all over the country, now spiraling into other parts of the world Personally, I would love to start a protest. So if you are living in Montreal and its environs and you want to take part in this protest with me on Monday, Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving is a free day. Monday, the 12th of October is free. Let's go out there and let our voices be heard. 
less answers. I know a lot of people have been calling uh, for a reform of SARS, but I think it actually needs to be scrapped. They should start it afresh. Personally, that's what I think. Anyways, I'm going to share with you a Facebook memory. Yes, I just stumbled on this yesterday. It's a memory from 10 years ago, which I posted on Facebook um, in 2010. And I think it's even more relevant now. And I want to share that with you just before I take a short music break. And it says, the truest mark of being born with great qualities is being born without envy. And that's a very powerful phrase, quote there. Because I've come to the realization that most of the problems that we have on the world stems from somewhere. The greed, the hate, the lack of kindness, the wickedness, the bad things that we see stems from somewhere. It has a root. And so when I saw this, you know, on Facebook, showing us my memory from 10 years ago, I I began to think deeper into it. If we all lived without trying to compare ourselves with others or trying to aspire to be like others or trying to be a certain way or trying to seek constant validation, then we truly will attain a utopia that we all desire. So if I want to see someone or pass, you know, my comments on them or express how I felt about them, what I would look at that quality of being born without envy. Because in our world today, I think people are driven more by others, others, others as opposed to themselves. Just 24 hours ago, someone was saying to me, you know why I'm not on social media? I'm not on social media because, I'm not talking about myself now, I'm talking about someone who told me why he is not on social media. He said, I'm not on social media because I'm not there to watch anybody's own life or have anyone watch my life. I'm not there to do that because he said to me, personally, I think that's what people do on social media. They want people to watch their lives. They want people to see their lives. And they also want to see other people's lives. So he's not up for that, but he's on LinkedIn. And then that was where the thin line came. I said, okay, so you're on LinkedIn. So you're not... (laughs) Yeah, so you're not interested in... um, other people's lives right or your linkedin anyway that's a conversation for another day but then what i'm just trying to say is we should have been driven by by envy we should move at our own pace we should do the things we really want to do 
and we should really be ourselves and do it. Be our authentic, authentic selves, not driven by you know things that are superficial. Uh, on one of you, this is the Alpha from his podcast. I know I've been talking a lot, I've been talking for the past fifteen minutes. So I'm going to play you a few songs that will take you into the mood of knowing that you deserve better. You need to speak up for your rights. You need to lead change in your community. And so you'll be hearing a lot of selection from Michael Jackson, some from Michael Jackson. Um, My playlist today has Michael Jackson, John Legend, Emily Sunday, Idris Abukarim from Nigeria and African China. So I carefully selected the songs on this playlist so that it can inspire you to do more if you're not already doing, okay? Um, We need more people who will champion social change in your communities and walk that path. Yeah, too many people don't care and we need to stop that. We need to stop that behavior of, well, I don't care. After all, it's not about me. I'm fine. I'm okay. I have it all going. Oh, I got it together. You know, people. a lot of people send that vibes and I find that very disturbing because silence is saying that the oppression should continue. There's nothing, there's no room for neutrality at this time in our world. There's no room for that. You have to take a stand. You have to stand somewhere or you fall. If you don't stand for something, then you fall for everything. All right, I've said enough already. So after the music break, I'll be right back. And I'm going to tell you all that has been happening. Yes, back home. In Nigeria, a lot of young people are being killed on a daily. Keep it locked here. I'll be right back.
like being a woman in a man's world. Yeah, you heard me right. Is it a man's world? Well, you'll find out. And I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem.
Thank you for staying tuned. It is there for feminists. And today I will be talking to you about kindness. But of course, looking at it from the lens of the social movement that is going on, ongoing in Nigeria, I'm talking about the NSAS movement. SARS is an acronym for Special Anti-Robbery Response Squad. This is a unit that is responsible for criminalizing armed robbers and kidnapping in Nigeria. So what have happened over the years is that um, while the special anti-robbery response squad started out well so over the years something happened they began to be brutal they began to be mean they began to be unrepresented of what they stood for because some communities have called them out for also extorting young people, also partaking in crimes in the country and so many other um, negative vices as well. While there is no evidence of all of this, as people have been calling them out, but there is no smoke without fire. There have been a few videos that have gone viral on Twitter showing the SARS um, employees actually maiming, actually brutalizing young people. Um, so if you go on Twitter, you see a lot of those videos. So will I say the Special Anti-Robbery Response Squad is kind? Well, not. Well, I wouldn't say they are because I'm talking about kindness today. So I'm going to set the tone for today's conversation. Now, when we think about people, but just before we think about people, now think about you, you listening to me, would you say you are kind? All right, I'm coming. Not to confuse you. I'm going to explain what kindness is. So if you don't fall into any of these categories of things or characteristics, then you may want to check what you're doing with your life because I, I do not see what's the use of living when one is not kind. So kindness, according to psychology today, is defined as the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Affection, gentleness, warmth, concern, and care are words that are associated with kindness. While kindness has a connotation of meaning someone is naive, or weak that is not the case 
because there are different ways to practice kindness. For some reason in our world today, we tend to label people who are kind as weak. So who is doing the labeling? The people who do that labeling are unkind people. So if you look at someone who is kind, for example, and you say, oh, you're weak or they're naive, you're an unkind person. Because it's it's evident that you know this person is kind, you appreciate their kindness, but you actually think it's a weakness or it's naive to be kind. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being kind. There is nothing, there is, no, there is no strength in being wicked at all. And this process is proof of that. Because oftentimes when people interact with members of the a special anti-robbery response squad unit of the Nigerian police force, because we need not, we need not forget that because we from them, where did they come from? They are a body within the Nigerian police force, actually a department. There are various departments. And then, of course, these departments have units. So the Special Anti-Robbery Response Corps is just a unit in a department, criminal department of the Nigerian police force. Okay, so now you understand better. So now you tell me, for example, that... The reason you are unkind to me is because you are strong. No. <laughs> the reason you are, you are unkind is because you are wicked, not strong. And I think we need to begin to redefine, you know, what we accord certain characteristics and certain behaviors. Kindness means strength. Because in our world today, which is filled with so much unkindness, if you still have people who show kindness, it means they're strong. After all, they can tell the other way. <laughs> the other way is easier. I don't care. I don't give a damn. I'm going to do me. You know, but people who are still kind in our world today we need to celebrate them we need to respect them because they actually show the true strength they are the ones we need to uplift we need to put in positions of power yes i know i posted something earlier um this morning on my social media platforms and of course in my timelines and whatsapp and what i posted I, I was going to leave you with that um quote at the end of the show yes i think i'm going to leave it at the end of the show um so <laughs> let me just run through this quickly because the truth of the matter is i'm not going to overflow this issue the reality is the SARS are not kind people they are not kind and that's why People are calling for the end of it. And proof of that is the num the outrage on the outrage on the streets in different states. I'm gonna play you 
some sound bites that I have here. Okay. Um, there is one from. There is one from um, women protesting in Agege that really pricked my heart. Women in their numbers were out there protesting. Can you beat that? So it's gone way out of hand. So take a listen to this sound bite. And then, of course, make up your mind what you think about this unit under the Nigerian police force. Um, I'm going to play you a soundbite from the Agege women who protested yesterday. I'm also going to play you a soundbite from Mr. Macaroni's interview um, with Channels TV. Mr. Macaroni is actually a comedian, so he's been putting out a lot of video, um, comedy skits, actually. And, you know, he's one of the people that's been leading this protest with Small Doctor in Nigeria. And many other celebrities have jumped on it as well. But the most important thing for so many of us, like me, and many activists around the world is seeing that young people are the ones leading this change. You know, contrary to what it used to be, means that the young people are waking up. They are beginning to see that their future is being taken away from them right before their very own eyes. So take a listen. I will be right back. the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. You've been here since last night. What's the situation? The situation has not changed. That's what we are saying. That's why all of these people are here now. Because they are tired. They are tired. And the youth, the youth in Nigeria, we are saying enough is enough. We are saying we want to be heard. If all the youth in Nigeria die, who will be that future of tomorrow? I want to know. Who is, the, who is the, that future of tomorrow that they always say? Who is the future? So now we are tired. Now we want to take responsibility. We have a government that is accountable to us. We, you cannot be watching white SARS, white police officers that are supposed to be protecting our lives are killing us day by day. And we keep making noise about it. 
We keep making noise about it. The reason why I'm out here is because I'm scared. Tomorrow I could get a bullet in the air. My sister could get a bullet in the air. My friends could get a bullet in the air. Someone that I don't even know could get a bullet in the air. So we are tired. We are fed up. The government, since since this thing started, we have not even heard anything. So much we say, we are abreast of this situation. Let us know that our voices have been heard. We are tired. End SARS now. Yesterday, now you're going to the state assembly. What do you expect from the legislators? We have told them, we have told them they are there to speak for us. The laws that they make are to protect us, they are the ones making these laws. So, help us. We cannot teach you your work, but we have told you what we want. Help us. That's what we are saying. Help us before they kill us. We don't want to die. We know our guys cannot die. They are the ones on top, executive, legislative, all of them, they cannot die. They have people protecting them. We don't get, I don't get security. I don't get bouncer. Everybody here don't get bouncer. So we need protection. And we are the ones that can protect us. The youths of this country are the ones that can protect us. So that we can have something, the way it is in this country now, we don't, the little that is left, the little that is left in this country, we want to secure it. The youths want to secure it. Thank you for staying tuned. It is the aphorphemist. So that is the reality young people are faced with in Nigeria. So yes, I know I posted a few hours back that I was going to address the issue of what kindness was if people were kind in Nigeria and if people practice calculated kindness. So the reason I actually put that calculated kindness is because of the political class of Nigeria. When it's time for elections, you see them practice kindness. They take photo OP, uh, they have photo OPs, they find a way to reach out to the public, they communicate more to the public, they show little acts of kindness, and the citizens of Nigeria buy into all of these politics. Yeah, I call them politics because they do not continue in kindness. They don't continue. So it's just for their kindness is calculated kindness because they need to win an election. And many, many people in Nigeria as well, practice this. We see it all of the time. A lot of people in Nigeria suffer. They suffer from poverty. The average Nigeria lives on less than a dollar. How is that possible, isn't it? Because so many people who know Nigerians abroad see them as rich because they flaunt their wealth they expend a lot of money at restaurants, hotels, bars, shopping. Of course, it's not a lie. They do. 
they actually even put it all up on social media. So where's all this money coming from? Especially from a country that is so-called impoverished. Okay. I have a soundbite still. This was a TED talk on how Africa can keep rising where Ngozi Okonja Iwala weighed in on our own opinion four years ago. So I just want you to take a listen. I'll be right back. Get wrong. The first was that even though we grew, we didn't create enough jobs. We didn't create jobs for our youth. Youth unemployment on the continent is about 15 percent, and underemployment is a serious problem. The second thing that we did is that the quality of growth was not good enough. Even those jobs we created were low-productivity jobs. So we moved people from low-productivity agriculture to low-productivity commerce and working in the informal sector in the urban areas. The third thing is that inequality increased. So the, the, we, have, we created more billionaires. 50 billionaires worth $96 billion own more wealth than the bottom 75 million people on the continent. Poverty, the proportion of people in poverty, that's the fourth thing, did decrease, but the absolute numbers did not because of population growth. And population growth is something that we don't have enough of a dialogue about on the continent, and I think we will need a ha- to get a handle on it, particularly how we educate girls so that they can, that is the road to really working Uh, on, on this particular issue. So you heard it from Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iwale herself. They created jobs, but not high-skilled jobs. Now, they enriched individuals who are unkind. So you have about... 10% approximately of the entire population of Africa who have acquired the entire wealth of the most populous black nation in the world. Leaving the rest 75% in absolute poverty. So, was it... Uh, Our former, finance, uh, our former Minister of Finance's fault that um, they had created so much wealth and put that wealth into the hands of unkind people. I'll say absolutely not. Absolutely not. The reality is that people have lost their humanity. I once traveled to Anambra State. This was in the year 2000. And 14, my father had sent me to represent him at a burial ceremony. And our church member at the time, um, whose um, mother passed away, so she was to lie in state in Anambra. So I was working in Delta State at the time, Asaba to be precise. So I had to take a day off work you know, to be able to attend um, the burial ceremony. Where the building of the 
family friend was located wasn't very far from where Professor Charles Soludo's father's house was situated. So here we are driving from their own location so that she could drop me off at a convenient bus stop where I could, you know, find my way back to Asaba. So she says, I'm going to take you through a route. And that route, you'll see for yourself why Nigerian leaders are very wicked. So she said to me, I said, really? She said, yes. So this child Soludo that you hear on TV and whatever, he's a very wicked man. She said to me, so I said, why did she say that? She said, because he was trying to vie for office. He wanted to be the governor at some point of Anambra State. So the reason why they turned against him was what she said to me. So the reason they turned against him was the fact that he was an unkind person. So she wanted to show me proof that he was. So now she drives from their own location. Usually she doesn't take that route. She says she doesn't take that route because it's not the roads are not good. So she prefers to take a, a longer route where the road is a lot better. So now she takes me to this route. The roads were really bad. And we get to Charles Soludo's Professor Charles Soludo, for those people who don't know who is Professor Charles Soludo, Professor Charles Soludo, before he became a professor, used to be the former central bank governor of Nigeria, just before Lamido Sanusi, um, Alaji Lamido Sanusi. So he was a former central bank governor of Nigeria and amassed a lot of wealth from serving Nigeria as, an, as, as its uh, central bank governor. Um, so we, <laughs> it's a bit of a drama, right? I should have taken pictures, isn't it? But I wasn't, you know, I just, most of the time, I just like to put my phone away and enjoy the experience so I can actually tell you the story. So here I was now approaching Professor Charles Soluja's father's house and I'm looking ahead and I'm like, oh, it's Todd. So we're all coming from a very terrible, bad road. And I head towards their own house was tired. So I was like, I, so I, I, I took notice of that. So she says, so you see that that place is tired. I said, yes, it's tired. So is there any reason for that? She said, yeah, that's his house. That's the man's house. And she called him all sorts of names. And I'm like, are you serious? And then she packs a bit to show me where Professor Charles Soludo actually tarred that road from. It's just that I can't remember the name of the street, but I know it was Charles Soludo's father's house. So they tarred the street from the beginning of the fence of his father's house till the end that leads outside to the main express leaving the rest of the community in bad tattered roads. I'm, I'm not talking I'm 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 not talking about something someone said to me. No. I saw this life. I was there. I experienced it for myself and I cringed. Why did I cringe? I cringed because now his house was the most beautiful house 
in the community. This house was the most, of course, more pronounced, huge house. Of course, they, you know, people from the East, they know now, they like to build big, big houses. So, but his own was very pronounced, you know, it stood out. So, you know, a very prominent person owned the house. And then it didn't make sense to me because now, okay, I said, okay, if it was because of the cost, I started making excuses for, look at me in the car of the fa- of the family friend saying, oh, maybe it was too expensive for him to foot the bill of tying the entire road in the community. He said, no. Now look at where he tied the road from and where the road busted out into. He tells you that he's a wicked man. So she said to me, Child, Professor Charles Soludo is a wicked man. So, but the reality is that those are the things that people look at and then they say an individual is unkind. Because the truth is there are different ways really to practice kindness, if you ask me. But if you live in a community and you decide to tar the road from your own fence, okay, I don't have the money, so I cannot tar the entire community road, but then I chose to tar from, I tarred the road from my own fence. I'm going to be sending a message. So because there's no emotional intelligence there, I'm going to be sending a message to the people in the community. And I think about myself. I think about um, my beauty. I think about my pillars. And I don't care about you people, not even my neighbor, because he actually had a neighbor. But he chose not to tar the neighbor's front house. If tarred from the fence of his own building. How ridiculous. That is what the poor is dealing with in Nigeria. That is the problem of Nigeria. The fact that there are so many powerful people who are unkind. So how do we solve the problem of poverty? The richest black man is Nigerian. Alaji Elikudangote and his friends like Femi Otedola, they are some of the richest people in Africa. The richest black woman is Nigerian, Mrs. Folorosha Lakija. So what exactly is going on? So why is it that these people cannot come together to solve the problem of Nigeria? Okay, so now, some of the things I have identified as that could be possible problems, you know, that is stopping them, you know, from doing all of this. I actually made a few lists here, but just before I do, I go through it, if you could recall during the beginning of the pandemic, when there was a total lockdown, we saw that, um, a lot of billionaires were going on social media announcing the sum of money that they will be giving to us, you know, the recovery of the, um, towards the support of the lockdown. They raised over a billion naira and I think they call themselves Kakao or something, something, uh, coalition of, for COVID-19 coalition of people for COVID-19. And then I, re- I also recall that um, the presidency 
debunked insinuations that suggest that that um, this money is have been given to the federal government to take care of the citizenry of Nigeria. But then the federal government and the presidency of Nigeria clearly said that they didn't receive this money. And the likes of, of course, Aliku Dangote, Femi Otedola, Falorosha Lakija, the big shots of Nigeria, remain on that list. But the federal government didn't take into account the money that they contributed and clearly put that out that they didn't receive the money from them, that what they were doing was just as private citizens of the country. So it didn't go into the coffers of the federal government. So come with me. So what does that tell you? It tells you that these types of people say they have money, but they want validation. They want to take, they want credits for what they do. They want to be, I didn't want to use the word praised for it because at least we should honor people who, you know, honor, we give honor to whom it is due to. But now this is an issue of, of kindness. Lives are at stake. People are dying. People are going hungry. So do you still ask for validation is a question? Do you still ask for credit? Do you still ask to be celebrated, to be announced? Do you still ask for all that? We're talking about people suffering, people dying, people losing their lives. Nothing stops the rich folks from coming together and creating a social program that takes care of the poor. Just like they have here in Quebec. There are people, individuals, super rich individuals who come together to create a source of revenue for people who no longer work. It's called social welfare. And they hand this over to the government to manage because most times if you give private individuals to manage, they will make rubbish of it. So they still give it back to the government to manage and so that the government will be accountable, you know, to the people. And of course, whoever is not working, whoever needs something, goes there and gets a particular sum of money. But that's not happening in Nigeria. Even the trader money, 10,000 naira, I think, or 20,000 naira per month, uh, many people haven't received it yet. So many people are still struggling to survive. Okay, someone probably is listening and saying, does it mean Nigerians are not kind? Nigerians are one of the happiest people they always say. But I sometimes call it a bluff. I don't think you... Like, when I was in Nigeria, I'm happy by... Do, like, by default, I'm a, I'm a joyful person. So, but I don't always feel happy knowing that there are people who need, who, who, who suffer around me. So I hardly accumulated money, yeah, for myself. So now I'm I, I want, I'm going to talk about accumulating money or rather wealth, like the people always call it. So why do we accumulate wealth? I Those are the questions that are begging for answers. Why do we accumulate well? Why do we have so much money somewhere in our account that is doing nothing? 
yeah, they're people, individuals, very few individuals like this. They have so much money locked up somewhere, doing nothing, absolutely nothing. Well, some may say, okay, it's a risk fund. Something blah, blah, blah happens. I have some money to evaporate or I have some money to do as I please. I understand that. But if you look again into those numbers, you know that they would not even, for most people who are very wealthy in Nigeria, they wouldn't even touch to afford of what they have if there was an emergency. So why accumulate so, so much? I don't understand it. I absolutely don't. Because I'm sick and tired of preaching love. I think we've overused that word. We've overflogged it. So I'm tired of using it. We should begin to teach kindness. Let's teach kindness to our children. Let's teach kindness to the people around us. Let's, it doesn't matter. It's like I saw some comments on social media during this protest, like people were saying, oh, some people are using the protest for cloud chasing, even coming from the Inspector General of Police, Assistant Deputy Inspector General of Police himself. I think it's Michael Bach. He was saying that some people were cloud chasing. It doesn't matter. It is, would you rather have preferred that they were silent yeah would you rather have preferred that doesn't matter if if it's for clouds chasing whatever it is the people lend their voices to a cause that is proof that people want better people want kindness to prevail because the SARS unit of the Nigerian police force apparently is not a kind they say police is your friend oh no this one's, <laughs> you're not your friends. From the placards that I saw, I actually saved some of them to my phone. I saw some that says, armed, robber, armed robbers at Nigeria, SARS, during the day. Oh, it says armed robbers at night, SARS during the day, and SARS, we are not criminals, and SARS, we are not criminals. Okay, some people, is like I said, some people suggest that some um, members of the SARS are criminals themselves who disguise at night and then during the day they continue their job as police um, enforcement officers. So there is another one that says braids and beds is not a crime. So there is also news of people who go about their normal day-to-day life and then they are stopped by SARS operatives just because they had a kind of braid or because they had beards. So they suggest that, um, you know, that they are criminals just because of the way they look. Can you beat that? Okay, so there is also the issue of... um, Okay... Yeah, I've said that before. This is a tweet from um, Tech Bro on Twitter. It said, um, join the protest for anything. Join for cloud. Join for food. Join for anything. Just stay on the message. You know, there is also 
a tweet here says one million boys terrorized lagos for a few weeks went a mass from local government to local government in a lockdown robbing people there was no sars inside no police people formed their own vigilantes and took turns in policing today in a flash police and mobile units swarming protesters which is very sad because during the lockdown there was a lot of robbery going on in lagos and many parts of nigeria and when this the, the police was seemingly calm absurdly calm you know people had to uh, recruit their own private security in order to keep their community safe which was very sad to to to, to watch um this one says we are creatives not criminals yes because they they actually um they actually see some people the way they dress they carry laptops iPhones expensive phones and many other gadgets and insinuate that these people are criminals just for the gadget that they um that they own sometimes these devices are locked the SARS operatives will um forcefully request that it's been it's it's unlocked manhandle these individuals sometimes injure them oh god it's terrible i know i put out a, a statement myself um yesterday for those of you who probably watch my timeline or view it so i said dear activists so this is my message to all the activists right now especially those ones in nigeria because i i am an activist myself so now this is a message from my heart from my heart and i want you to know this when you know this you know truth about who you are yeah so it is dear activists if you protest in nigeria you can't go home alive they either kill you your body kill your spirit or kill your soul so forget about staying physically alive when protesting for your fundamental human right because you die every day at this point i'm going to take a break and of course when i do return I will wrap this all up. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. We need more kindness. More kindness in our world. I'll be right back. Ross McGuire and some reality right here. Turn up my microphone. Shit. Russ, I better turn my microphone on, shit It's time to hear some reality uh, 204, a blue career <laughs> What up? Nigeria, jaga, jaga Everything's scatter, scatter Come on, they suffer, suffer Bossa, bossa, gunshot in the air Nigeria, jaga, jaga Everything's scatter, scatter Come on, they suffer, suffer Bossa, bossa, gunshot in the air Amrabat came to your house He no take money, he no rape your wife Went straight up to your bedside Say fake now, you're down 
Which I'm robber, no one money. Which I'm robber, no one jolly. My political, I'm robber, be that. The waiting, they kill Nigeria, oh. Nigeria, jaga, jaga. Everything scatter, scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, bosa. One shot in a day. Nigeria, jaga, jaga. Everything scatter, scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, bosa. One shot in a day. If you say Kiyama be a Bia, they lock him for jail for Abuja. Kingsley has been himself, they forget. How they bend down now in the feet all of them. Yeba, inside prison, prison. Everything scatter, scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, bosa. Gunshot in the air, what you say? Nigeria, jaga, jaga. Everything scatter, scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, bosa. Gunshot in the air. Nigeria, Jaga, Jaga, everything scatter, scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, Bosa, gunshot in the air. Africa, please you love your land. Africa, please no more than land. We did grow, we did grow, we did grow. Nigeria, Jaga, Jaga, everything scatter, scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, Bosa, gunshot in the air. Nigeria, Jaga, Jaga, everything scatter, scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, Bosa, gunshot in the air. Nigeria, Jaga, Jaga, everything scatter. One man, they suffer, suffer. Bosa, Bosa, gunshot in the air. Nigeria, Hey, hey, Nigeria. My name is MC all the way from Namibia. They call us the land of the brave because, yeah, we are brave like that. And right now you are tuned into with my girl, Afrofem, on Nature and Don't Touch That Dial. Food in a day, brother, you want to day. And our country is not good, though. Every day, 40 fun day for all night. One man wait if my girl more them go show him face for crime fighter Rich man wait if money on man we know they see their face if for crime fighter Tell me something I don't know why Rich man go they all like we are One man go they shine Rich man go they all like we are 
mango de sound. I wanna make it. Make it. lead us well. Don't let this nation to fall inside well. Mr. President, lead us well. If you be governor, govern us well. If you be senator, senator well. If you be police, police well, well. Now they take pride. They lead us well. And our road is not good, oh. Want a body never people, oh. No get light. Everybody just the Allah. When well, not they now, we want survive. Many you ready for work, but as work not they now, we want survive. We will be giant of Africa, but go get beside Ghana now, yeah. My God, policeman go see white. He go tell you say I say that thing. Now nah, right, tell me something I do to make one and lead us well. Don't let this nation to fall inside. Mr. President, lead us well. If you be governor, govern us well. If you be senator, senator well. If you be police, well, well, now they take pride. Lead us well. Govern us well. If you be senator, senator well. If you be police, police, well, well, now they take pride. I like the way people can kiss the name of the party. People destroying people now the name of the party. Election for my country now, party, party. Wayo, wayo, arranging on me People wait for them things to the living pain This not disgrace, I am so ashamed Need a college shop permit, college trading permit Radio permit, you see the bond shop You won't tell me, say you don't know when them pay Why you they make us, they living pain Make on a lead us well No let this nation to fall inside well Mr. President, lead us well If you be governor, govern us well If you be senator, senator well Well, no let this nation to fall inside world 
Make it double your hustle, double your hustle. This is a music goddess, Mumu G, and you tuned in with Afro Fam. Afro Fam, don't touch the dial. Love you guys. We are here this evening to celebrate the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an arc of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. Thank you for staying tuned. I hope that... um, the songs I played, although they've been a very, very old music, um, inspired you in a way that um, you begin to think about what you can do in order to bring change to your small communities. You know, it is those micro voices that becomes the mega voice that brings about the change that we all desire and i am particularly very proud of my nigerian young people yes i mean the young people the young people in nigeria i'm proud of you guys i am so so happy um i'm emotional i i feel like it's about to begin that revolution is about to begin and it's going to be led by young people. We are, we are done with this old generation. We are done with them. They've not done us any good. They've not done us any... Yeah, they've not done us any good. They just destroyed um, our posterity. And 
enrich themselves and people that look like them and the people that roll with them and they turn our girls into prostitutes um, and do unimaginable things to people you know in the name of they have money and power but this is going to change i am proud of you guys if you're listening to me anywhere you are in nigeria listening to me i'm with you think of your ancestors they were fighters they fought for their rights they fought for their rights that's why we have nigeria we are not shallow minded people we are not mediocre we know the right things to do we know the people that should be leading us but they've been lying to us and enough is enough we are done with that and um even though i'm not there to take back god knows if i was there people who know me if i was there i would have taken part and just remember um that um if you don't have a kind leader someone somewhere will suffer for it because most of the time we don't really pay attention to people's character i always tell people it's not the way someone treats people like them for example it's easy and convenient to treat people who look like you who belong to your uh club your social group or status is it's convenient to treat them nice well not everyone gets treated nice but it's convenient because you know those are the people who will criticize you those are the people who will you have to pretend you have to keep up a front with so you don't judge people by that you judge them by the way they treat other people who don't look like them people who will not reward them for being kind that's the way to judge a person's character you know and you know that i always tell that's the giveaway So you're dating someone for example it's not because it's not the way they treat you look at the way they treat you know all the people minor people minor groups minorities people that really don't matter who can't reward them those are the indicators we need to begin to look up for for people who will be the leaders that would take Nigeria to the promised land they need to be really really kind 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 people and you know when the songs were playing something came to my mind how can we have the richest you know black people in africa and we have a society that is not working it doesn't make sense i'm beginning to ask myself who are the friends of these people who are their associates who are their family who are the who are these people well the people surrounding these people this unkind people and wicked souls who really don't care you know that the economy is collapsing you walk for a rich person in nigeria pays you peanuts while he goes on with a lot a lot a lot of dollars you know it's happening i i walked at least for a while in nigeria and i know what it's like you know they make a lot of money Yes, the expenses are a lot, but then they make a lot of money. I don't know. Let's be our brother's keeper. Stop the greediness. You're going to die. We don't we don't stay in this body. Yeah. It's world without end. We need to begin to think of one another. We need to. We need to. We need to begin to think of how we can resolve the poverty issue. This white folks here have their own issues already yes even with the pandemic now they will be more focused 
on the people in their own country, then they will not be interested for a very long time in what goes on in Africa. And Africa has the resources to be self-sufficient and sustainable, but unfortunately it's in the hands of unkind people. But don't lose hope, my dear activists. Don't, don't lose hope. Do not lose hope. And yes, I was going to play, you know, some of the, one of the resolution of the government. I'm talking of Lagos State government, but I won't do that anymore. The Lagos State government is looking into uh, scrapping entirely the um, the SAS unit in Lagos. So the, it was debated on the floor of the Lagos State House of Assembly um, yesterday, Friday, uh, being the 9th of um, October, 2020. And uh, one of the honorables, uh, who is a popular known actor, Desmond Elliott, was, was one of the people who led that argument. But I will, I'm not going to play it. I'm, I'm just sick and tired you know, of listening to these politicians and their lies. I'm sick and tired of it. Anyway... I hope you enjoyed my podcast this weekend. It is the last episode uh, for this season, season one. Uh, When I start season two, um, hopefully before the Christmas, I should start season two. Then hopefully by then, um, we've made a headway concerning the situation of the Nigerian um, Nigerian youth and of course the situation on police brutality back home in Nigeria but um, there's so many people who have been killed by the SAS uh, officers the members of the special anti-robbery squad units of the Nigerian police force maybe it's because they call them special it's getting into their head there's nothing special about you if you're unkind and I want them, I want that to sink. There's absolutely nothing special about you if you're an unkind person. So just a moment of silence for the departed soul. That I had a few of their names here. Yes. Ifoma Abugo, Chijoke Iloanya, Tunde Nafiu, Daniel Chubike. Um, there, there are more names. Just a moment. There are more names. There was Tiamiu Kazim, who was killed in Shigamo. Um, Chibuike Daniel Dominic, who was killed in Portakat. Revi Oshogbo. Remy was killed in Oshogbo. Ifoma Abugu was killed in Enugu. Um, Kaladi Johnson was killed in Lagos and many more names that we cannot um, mention. There's the list goes on and on and all and on. Yes. At what point does the government take effective action? At what point do these people who have died get justice? It's evident that human life is not valued in Nigeria. So just a moment is silent for the departed souls made I just hope that their families will, in their heart, somewhere in their heart, forgive. Forgive what's been done to them. You know, losing their own, their children just because, you know, they, they were manhandled. 
May your soul rest in perfect peace. Amen. Have a great weekend. If you are resident in Montreal or it's in Varence and you want to join me in the protest on Monday, yes, I'll be protesting. Please do not fail to reach out to me. I'm on social media. A forfemist, A-F-O-R-F-E-M-I-S-T. You can also um, send me a message via anchor.fm. Yes, just click on the button there, send message. And of course, you'll be able to send me a voice note and I um, I would respond back. So just before I go, I'm going to leave you with a quote which was inspired by this protest to end police brutality in Nigeria. And it says, when you have unkind people in positions of power, what type of impact do you get? An absolute disaster. You take care of yourself, stay safe, and wear a mask. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. My name is Aforfem. Just to get out of bed Get home every evening And history's repeating Turning off my phone Cause it's hurting my chest Can't sit and hope I can't just sit and pray that I can find the love when all I see is pain falling to my knees. And though I do believe, I can't just breathe, baby, breathe. Oh, oh, oh. I can't just breathe, baby, breathe. All I hear is voices, everybody's talking Nothing real is happening, cause nothing is new Now when all is tragic, and I just feel sedated Why do I feel numb, is that all I can do? Yeah, and heaven knows I'm not helpless Yeah, but I'm only Can't sit and hope I can't just sit and pray that I can find a love when all I see is pain falling to my knees. And though I do believe, I can't just breathe, baby, breathe. Oh, oh, I can't just breathe, baby, breathe. And heaven knows
sit and hope I can't just sit and pray that I can find this love all I see is pain. I try to do the Just preach, baby, 